Last time on The Dungeon House, the party stopped Sister from escaping upon her learning of Gail's assassin past. After calming her down and explaining the situation, she still needs to leave. On the way out, Rock does something that only Rock could do and confesses his feelings. After an extremely awkward conversation, Sister departs and Vox leaves the party due to the awkwardness. Will Vox ever come back after this awkward situation? Find out right now on The Dungeon House. Welcome to the Dungeon House. Today we have a special episode set up for you guys. Uh, McKay, you want to explain what's going on? Uh, hello. Um, I'm trying to remember what happened last time. Uh, basically, Vox <laughs> went over to Vivian's and was like really upset at the party and the prior events that happened the past day um and uh yeah and then vivian gave him some nice warm milk and said he wanted to show him something and then that's i think where we ended it yeah so in this special circumstances just depending on what may or may not incur we are just doing a uh uh dm kyle and player mckay session just sort of a one-on-one right. type thing um hopefully all will go well with vivian and vox but we will have to see. Let's uh, to sort of set the scene again. So what had just happened is like Vivian had sort of like shown this door to Vox. It was this door that wasn't really there before. As Vox and Vivian had entered the door, um, Vox comes into this room that is 100% reflective. Like, it's almost like there's mirrors everywhere. Like, you look one way and you see the back of your head at the same time, but you also see the side of your face. Like, it's this very disorienting room as, like, all the images are just reflective off of each other from the room. Um, as Vivian lets Vox into the room, he closes the door and Vox is able to look behind him and see the, like, the door just sort of vanish. Um, in this room, there was a single chalice looking object, um, sort of a, a bigger one, almost like a, like a big enough, like to be a washing station for hands, but just like a big chalice in a sense. And Vivian left off by saying to Vox, do you, if he wanted to know about the past of Fetonia. Uh, yeah, I guess. Interest before before we begin, I do have a question for you. You because you were talking about like the resurrector being a bad guy, right? Well, yeah, he's been hurting lots of innocent people. Oh, that makes sense. But I guess have you ever walked in the shoes of a bad guy? No, why would I? I'm just curious, like, what happens if someone thought you were a bad guy? Well, if they thought I was a bad guy, then I'd help them to understand that I wasn't. Interesting response. Come, Vox. At this point, um, you watch as Vivian sort of leads you over to this chalice as you get closer to it and are able to see, like, what's inside is... It's surrounded by these like gems all around it, these green emeraldy diamond type gems 
as they circle the chalice, they sort of like glow for a second and turn off and glow for a second, almost like a heartbeat type thing. Um, within the chalice, though, uh, there's sort of this interesting liquid, um, sort of see-through, but also not see-through, sort of murky. Um, yes, McKay? Is this like Harry Potter? Look, sometimes I run out of inspiration as a DM. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it's this murky water. <laughs> Close, close, actually. Um, as you approach, Vivian just sort of, he sits there and he's like, this right here, this is a, a sacred magic item. One that's been passed down from generations to generations. It has the ability to let the user see through the eyes of someone else's memories. I've used this throughout the years to see different events throughout the history of the world, to try and understand many things and to also try and find magical items that others had lost that their memories may contain hints and so forth. Would you want to see the eyes of someone that was perceived as evil? I mean... I guess if it'll help me understand someone more. I, I will tell you this, Fox. The reason that I want you to do this is you're an inspirational young lad. You have this abundant energy, and I hope that even though I hope to just mentor you and help you understand a little bit more about the world so that we can be assets to each other. And so before, yes, McKay. Sorry, um, would I recognize this object? Make a history check. Oh, ho, ho. I recognize this object. Uh, 20, let's see, uh, 24. Maybe, maybe I recognize this object. The 24. So Vox, as you're sort of like recollecting your notes and like thinking about all the stories you've read and stuff like that, um, this object in particular doesn't necessarily come up. Um, since it's just an item that I don't think Vox would have had the opportunity to learn about. Not even in my item book? This specific item in your item book. Because he did say it's been passed around from generation to generation, so. Yes. I think, honestly, with the 24, I'll give you this. So, this specific item, no. Um, just because how this specific item works is there's, it's very much on the down low about its existence, per se. But the ability and to see through other people's eyes, to look at memories and stuff, you do notice is sort of like recorded. There are other magic items that allow to do it, but just not this one specifically. So you're familiar with the concept. Okay. With that, 24, I'll give you this also. You also realize just from reading your history books 
that the other items that allow you to see other people's memories, stuff like that, don't exactly come without a consequence. Uh, some of these magic items are cursed. Some of them cause delusions afterwards. Like they're not exactly a safe magic item, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, uh, is it safe? Uh, from a certain perspective, it's safe. For the most part, I don't know anyone that's died because of it. What do you mean from a certain perspective? Hmm. So, to peer into someone else's memories takes a lot of mental strain on yourself. Um, it's this disassociation between your body and a different, a different plane, in a sense. Not necessarily one of the planes we can walk on, but a, a deeper one. To do this, um, it requires fortitude of the mind. But during these memories, um, certain events and certain things can cause um, disruptions. If these disruptions are harsh enough, it can cause a severance to take place between the body and uh, the soul. And so it's warned that if terrible things happen, your soul might get stuck in the memory. Oh. Well. Okay. Are you coming with me? Sadly, I cannot. Why? Because I feel like this would be best as a solo adventure. Well, okay. Um, I guess. Would you want someone telling you everything along the way, or would you like to figure it out for yourself? I guess I'd like to figure it out by myself. All right. Can I make an insight check on him and just... Yeah, make of, I, More like a vibe check, I guess. Make a vibe check using insight. Not great. Um, 17. 17. Um, honestly, like what you're sort of getting is like, there's not, there's no maliciousness coming from him right now. There might be a little bit of secrecy and there might be a little bit of mysteriousness, but no nothing necessarily malicious. It's almost like, it's almost like he's testing you in a sense. Okay. Well, well, how, what do I need to do? Quite simple. So I'll sort of explain the memory that I, I think will work best for you. Um, after I go through that, I'll prepare it. And then all you have to do is stick your head in this chalice. Um, concentrate for a bit as you fill your soul sort of getting pulled into the memory, let it happen naturally. If you resist, that might cause a severance and your soul will get lost. But as you let it happen, you'll uh, appear in this old memory um, and you'll be able to walk through it, experiment 
it's actually a fascinating thing where the memory itself, you're not necessarily watching from their perspective, but the environment itself is something that you will get to interact with. And so the person that has this memory, they might not have done something, but if you do something, um, it sort of predicts the future of if you had done that event. I'm confused. So think about it like this, Fox. Are you familiar with the concept of time, right? Well, yeah. So throughout time, we as humanoids, elves, etc., we almost take pictures of moments. Like every moment through time, we capture it with our eyes and through our memories, right? And through our collective memories, we sort of built this timeline that we call life. What this spell does is it allows us to go back to these captured memories of other, of other peoples, what this artifact does. But the difference is it doesn't necess- it doesn't just let us go back to a, like watching a video per se, but allows us to return to that moment in a separate plane and play it out in different ways and so it's almost like time travel but with no effects following it Hmm. i didn't know you can time travel i mean you can go into the past and does it also work the same for the future well sadly no one has future memories that i am aware of and Anything that you do while under the effect of this artifact will have no effect outside of the plane that you're going to. Besides, if you lose your soul in the memory. There was actually, just a fair warning, there was a um, a colleague of mine a couple decades ago. I'm sort of my, not necessarily my mentor, but one of my mentors, um, who went back in time to try and change a memory of him and a a lover and something happened during that and he lost his soul in that memory i don't necessarily believe his lover killed him but some people because of the spell's effect they believe it's so real that they end up staying so fair warning vox there are temptations So, two questions. All right. So if I go in there, I shouldn't do anything? I should just observe? I would recommend interacting with the world, um, walking around. You're not going to be, like, following the person's memory. In fact... Since you are taking on the memory itself, it will actually be you in the world. Um, sort of playing out the events. And so if you just sat there and did nothing, nothing would happen. Okay. Um. I, I, I should mention, though, that while you are in the memory, the if 
the memory like had the person the person who had the memory originally if they interacted with someone and someone called them by their name they will interact with you as if you were that person if that makes sense okay and can can you look at anyone's memory no that's um that's one of the setbacks of this is um it takes quite a bit of magic and spell casting to retrieve a memory the memory itself uh, comes in short bursts and so to retrieve it takes a lot but i guess you could retrieve a memory from anyone if they are willing to re relinquish it oh okay okay well um I guess this is important to learn about. To know one's enemy is to better understand themselves. Or so one of my books says. That's, that's a wise book. I, I should, I'll be a little bit truthful with you, Vox. You believe that the Resurrector is an evil man. Well, yeah. I personally believe what the Resurrector fights is more evil. What does he fight? Well, you'll see. Okay. Are you ready? As he sort of like yeah. gestures your head towards the... The chalice. So I, I just come over here then? Yep. Just prepare it as he sort of like holds his hand above the chalice, begins muttering some ancient words that you do not understand. Vox, yeah, Vox doesn't. Someone else might. But as he starts mentioning these ancient words, you see as like this liquid that was sort of murky begins to glow with these rainbow-esque colors right as uh, as you stare sort of into it um you see that images are starting to appear just sort of subtly you see the color green blue some trees begin to pop up as like the images sort of begin to take place um as your head gets closer though you begin to start feeling as if this this liquid is trying to pull your face into the chalice okay i guess i just We'll let it go. All right. As you start feeling yourself getting pulled in, it just stops as you feel the pull, but like there's nothing necessarily there for you to let get pulled into the chalice. Um, after a couple seconds, like Vivian sort of like looks down at Vox and he's like, are, are, you, are you going in? Well, yeah, I felt it pulling for a second, and I, I, I put my head in. As Fox has this dripping nasty liquid on him. I'll do it again, see? As he's sort of like, Vivian just sort of sits there and like pulls her head out slightly. And it's like, you you need to let go of your soul. Like, let it let it leave your body. I thought that's what I was doing. 
at this point, he sort of like stops, the, stops like waving his hand, stops the magic as everything shuts down. Uh, he sort of looks at you for a second. And he's like, Vox, is there something you'd want to tell me right now? Nothing in particular, why? Like, it's pretty, pretty easy for someone to let go of their soul. They just like, almost like take a deep breath. It's almost like breathing out air, like, and you just feel it get pulled out. Like you said, you felt like you were being pulled, right? Yeah, a little bit. So you almost need to like breathe into the pull, like, okay, do you want me to try again? All right, let's try again. Vivian begins to spell again, begins waving his hand, and you start filling that pull on yourself again, Vox. You're going to take a deep breath, and then go in, and then... As bubbles start coming up from this liquid. <laughs> At this point, like, Vivian's just, like, sitting there, like, waiting to see if your head comes back up. Uh, at this point, Vox, you're holding your breath underwater now. I'll hold my breath for as long as I can. <laughs> And then eventually I'll come up and just be. <sighs> I, I, I kind of felt something. I was closing my eyes real tight and I started seeing little stars. At this point, Vivian just like stops his hand and like everything just shuts down in the room. He's Did like, I do something wrong? You weren't there. Did no, you see the trees? The dryads? No. Well, I saw you breathe out and you tried to let your soul go. You're not you're not messing with me, Vox, are you? I don't no, like being messed me with. Why would I mess with you? Because that's what players do to their DMs. Um because I don't know why. Um, has this ever happened before? No, I've never, never seen this before. The concept of this though, is that it's a pretty straightforward equation. It's spell is running successfully. So X then plus your soul Y equals Z. Like, unless you don't have a soul. I don't know why I wouldn't have a soul. Hmm. 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 All right. Um. Maybe, maybe you can try and see if it works. Well, of Would course you... it works. Well, then why won't it work on me? I don't know. Let's let's go back to my my lab and run some tests. As he sort of like Vivian puts his hand off to the side and his door sort of like reappears right next to him. He's like, come, Fox. Okay. Nice. As you walk back into Vivian's shop um, with all like the gadgets and gizmos and the magic items flying around and stuff, uh, Vivian's going to like start pulling into some drawers and like start pulling out a couple things. And he's like, Eventually, he pulls out like what looks to be this like black crystal sort of thing. 
Um, as he touches the crystal, it begins to glow this like white color, like it goes from black to this glowing white. As he takes it off, it stops glowing, right? Vox, do you mind holding this for me? Yeah, I'll hold it for you. You can tell that like Vox is kind of dejected that like it it didn't work. He doesn't understand why. Yeah. And you, Vox can tell that Vivian's like, you know, at, like as a child when like your parents aren't mad at you, but they really are mad, but they don't say it, but you know, mm. like that's Vivian's whole personality right now. Okay. Um, so he's like, here, Vox, hold this. I'll reach out my hand and hold it. As you grab it, I need you to do nothing because you're like waiting for something to happen and like nothing happens as you hold this black rock. Is this supposed to do something? At this point, Vivian sort of like sits back into a chair that he makes randomly pull, pull up next to him. As he sits down for a second and he's like, interesting. Vox, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Like where you're from? Yeah. Um, have you ever heard of a place called Alekatu? Alekatu? Is that far from here? Uh, well, I don't know exactly where it is from here, but I know it's in the forest. No, I'm not familiar with the forest of Alekatu. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And I'm I'm from there. We in in the in the forest. We have a large, like a, a pretty big city there. And uh, me and well, my my family lives on the outskirts, kind of in a in a small little little. Uh, mm, I think you guys call them a neighborhoods. At this point, like Vivian, sort of like sets up for a second, and he's like, wait. You say a large city in the forest? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming full of elves like you, right? Yeah, why else would there be anything else? What's the name of this city? Aleka 2. Interesting. You don't continue. really... Continue. I've never really considered that. Um, what what do you want to know? I'm just I'm just curious per se. How how big was this city? Like super small compared to the capital, right? No yeah, more I, than I, I, no more than just a tr- no more than just like a glorified trading hub. Well, no, it it's pretty big. This like Vivian sort of leans a bit closer and like sort of begins to like stare at Vox and he's like, really? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's there's kind of like a large river that runs through it and we have like, well, I've only been to the to the city like maybe once and I was really little, but I remember seeing like all sorts of giant trees and People sometimes lived up in the trees, and it was really busy. And then sometimes people would just sit out. Wait, 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 wait. They lived in the trees? 
Yeah. Dakiana. And this like Vivian sort of like lifts his hand off into the distance as you see this book sort of like levitate up and come flying straight into his hand. This he sort of like puts it down on the table and begins like scrolling through the pages per se. It's like they lived in the trees. Vox, how magical was the place? Oh, we had tons of magic. Um, there was there were these. Um, I don't know what we'd call them in in this language, but um, what what they are is like we use some of the kind of the nature and like the wind, and you'd go into the tree and it push you up. And you'd go up to like the top of the tree and then we had bridges that spanned across and like all my people generally have hmm, small abilities. I think some are more impressive. I think my mom, oh, my mom could do a thing where she could make illusions like appear with her hands and she'd tell me stories with her hands. And the empire where the empire allowed this. I, I had never heard of the Empire before I left. Really? Yeah. Vox. Was there a giant mountain in the middle of your forest? No. Not that I can remember. And how many days, how many months, years, months would it take to get to your forest from here? From here? Um, it's been a while since I've been there, so I've been traveling around, so I'd have to try to remember how I got there in the first place. But um, maybe if you give, could give me a map, I could maybe find it. This his hand sort of like reaches out as a map comes flying straight into it. A lot more faster than aggressive before. As he sort of like lays it down in front of you and spreads it out. And he's like, Vox, you see this? We're right here in the capital. As a... Do you have a map on you, McKay, of the world? Uh, I can pull it up. Okay. As he points directly at the capital in the center of the map. He's like, we're here, Vox. Is your forest on this map? Um, would I, would I recognize that, Kyle? Like, like how easy could I tell where I was from? Because for a while I didn't have my own map. I was kind of just doing my own thing. Make a nature check. But like, I feel like I'd understand some of it. I don't know. Yeah, that's all I have. I'm trying to think map recognition. What type of skill check that would be? I'd go. Right. Is that survival or is that intelligence? Let's go survival, actually. Like a wisdom check? Yeah. Or survival. Just survival. Uh, unnatural 20. Okay. So, from your journeys, just with everybody around, like, you, you've been gone from home for a while, but you haven't, like, been months and miles and kilometers away, right? Mm -hmm. Like, pretty much your journeys have just taken you to, like, the surrounding areas north of your forest, and then you went south. And then you went over to Dartmouth, I believe. That's where you guys showed up, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so you honestly, like, you've sort of made a whole circle around your forest. Where, where, where would, where before Dartmouth, where was the rock at? 
The rock was on the map uh, in the plains above worship, the city of worship. Okay, so kind of over, okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess I kind of have made a big circle. So, okay. Um, well, let's see. We're, we're here in the capital. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was over here in Dartmouth for a while. And then... Um, this area, is this area kind of lots of grassy area? Which, which area? Um, right there. Oh, um, yeah. just north of Gavin and worship. Yeah, that's, that's the plains. It's more plain air. Some trees, there's, all, there's always trees, of course, but plainer with hills and stuff like that. Yes. So then based on this map, I think my forest is right here. Domont? The Forest of Domont. Yeah, that one. At this point, like, you see this this older wizard sort of, like, straighten his back a little bit and sort of, like, perplexingly look at you, Vox, and he's, and he's like, the Forest of Domont. Well, Aleka too, but, but yeah. The Cursed Forest of Domont. It's not cursed. Vox, this forest is extremely close to the capital. Mm-hmm. It's roughly a day's travel. Oh, I didn't know that. No one from the Empire has gone into the forest for since the foundation of the Empire itself. Um, they say that as people get near it, that magical things happen deadly magic cursed magic the trees move they squash people and no one's been in for years millennial well i know people that have left the forest and come back well i personally don't know people but i know my mom and dad have talked about it i think my mom may have left at one point i don't know Could you get me into this forest? Um, I guess. I don't know why I wouldn't be able to. If this forest still retains some of the, the older magic, it could be of great help. Help for what? And helping the world, you know, magic is pretty helpful. The um, that stuff you were explaining about flying up in the trees and the wind. Imagine if that was everywhere across the empire. That'd be really cool. So one reason why I follow the Resurrector, or not necessarily follow, but support, is the empire. As you've sort of been around the Empire, I guess, Fox, have you noticed that there's not a lot of magic here? Mm Mm-hmm. That's because the Empire hates this older magic and has killed and taken it away from the world. 
Yeah, Sarek has told me, he used to tell me about some of the things that happened to him. And the Resurrector, while his memes might be a little bit violent at times, is trying to help the world and change it back to where magic will roam free and the ancestors of old and the ancient magic will be abundant on this this plane again. Ancestors of old? That kind of sounds like... Can, mm, mm. Can you keep a secret? Of course, Fox. So, I'm kind of hoping this girl who's... Well, I don't exactly know everything that we're doing, but I've heard Lua talk, and I've heard... I think Rock has mentioned it, I think. But... I know that we're against the Resurrector, but I know that I think we have the same goal. From what I've heard is we're trying to bring back some old people too. Interesting. So it seems like your goal and the Resurrector's goal and my goal are all in line. I, I, I think, but the difference between us and him is we don't go around hurting innocent people. If you want the world to change, I think that you should do it yourself. I agree with many of the heroes in my book and stuff. They they often oppose opposition and things, but there's different ways about going about it. And Vox, if the Empire killed your family, what would you do? It'd be really sad, but... That doesn't mean that you have to just resort to violence all the time. People's hearts can change. You can help them change. It's nice to have a, a purer perspective, I see. Well, that's why I could never align with the Resurrector. He, even if he were to have killed the Fuhrer or anything like that, I still wouldn't be on his side because he's just... What does that prove? What What's the point of that? Well, by, by ending the Empire's reign, then we could bring back the ancient magic. But there's other ways of doing that besides just killing. I Like how, Vox? haven't figured that out yet, but we're doing it right now. We're not going around killing people. We're Have trying you to... never killed anyone, Vox? In self-defense, I have. Or has, it, not... has, it, has anyone in your party that you are with ever killed anybody? Yeah, they've killed What people. about my brother? I don't know about your brother. Your what happened with your brother? Your friend Rock shot him. And you returned this book to me. Did so you I, ever ask him why he shot him? Yes. I think you guys explained that. 
he was doing some dark and evil. He was working with the Empire and doing experiments and stuff, right? But so, since your party believes it was okay to kill him, from their perspective, are they not the same as the Resurrector? I don't think so. I don't know what happened in that cave. I haven't really been paying attention every time they've told the story. Is that the only time they've killed people? Since I've been with them, I think, yeah. If I was there, I don't think I would have killed your brother. I would have maybe hurt him a little bit, but I don't know what he was doing. I mean, you say he was doing some dark magic. Do you think he was hurting innocent people? Maybe. I think if you but can avoid maybe. it, you should. But maybe he was innocent. It's possible. I don't know. And I, I know I can't force my opinion on anyone. I understand, Fox. I can still do my best. And no. I don't think you should align with someone that does kill innocent people. What if you had been in that in the crowd last night or yesterday i you it's possible you could have been killed and what purpose would that have served understand lives and souls are important and you don't go around just killing willy-nilly there are times when you do have to shed blood but I think when you can avoid it, you should. And we have lots of... We have lots of celebrations for life and death and for souls. And, and that's why I do my... That's why I plant seeds. Is I was, My brother taught me. And, and um, I, I do believe that everyone's soul is, is worth something. And I, I was recently reading a story about this... Um, boy who well in the story he was like this this chosen one and uh he knew that he had to defeat this this um evil guy and he only had a couple months to do it in and he trained really hard to be ready to to defeat the guy and then when the time came to it everyone told him that he'd have to kill the guy and if he didn't kill him that um There'd be no way to stop to stop him or stop the destruction that the guy was causing. But in the end, the, the hero didn't kill him. He, he found another solution. What would have happened if he didn't find another solution? 
He wouldn't have killed him. He would have found something else. He would have done something else. So Vox, I have a question for you. Yeah? If there was something, someone going to kill your family, would you kill them before they could kill your family? I'd find a way to stop them. Now, Vox, what happens if your family, theoretical question, of course, had killed someone close to that person going to kill your family? I'd be really disappointed in them. And I would have hoped that they chose better. Hmm. But I wouldn't hate them. Who's the, is anyone innocent in that situation? Why is the person attacking them? Because they killed his family first. Who killed whose family first? I got lost. So if your family killed someone else's family first, and then that family was coming to kill your family, would you stop that family coming to kill your family? Why did my family kill them? I don't know. Well, if my family were to have killed someone and there wasn't a reason behind it and there's no justification or anything, I still don't think they should be killed, but I do think that they should have consequences. Such as? I don't know. Maybe put them away for a while or banish them or something. I don't know. Does banishment equal the taking of a life? No. But do you think that taking another life will solve any problems? Then you just sow hatred. You just start this cycle of, of, oh, this person killed this person, and this person killed this person. What does that solve? Solves nothing. Does it get to the root of the problem? Those are fair assessments. But at the end of the day, if someone is going to kill someone, you might try and find another solution, but sometimes there is no other solution. Well, I'm going to do my best to find another solution. All right. If there's such thing as time travel, then, then there can be a million solutions. Memory travel, memory travel. Let's let's clarify that. Memory travel, whatever. You can. Sometimes you just got to be creative and think outside the box. All right. I support you then, Vox. So I don't think you should follow the Resurrector anymore. Then who should I follow? 
Well, I would say follow us, but... The ones that killed my brother? Well, what if what if I could get you Rock's memories and we could figure out what was going on? Maybe you'd get a better understanding. Because... But they still you know, killed I, him. Why didn't they try to find a solution? I don't know. I wasn't there. I, I'm just curious if it's interesting that you say you'd find a solution and your party represents that ideology, but it seems to me from what I've seen of your party that they just killed. Well, I'm trying to do the best I can. I know that what Astoria is saying is, is leading us to a Astoria. Uh-huh. Interesting. She's, she's been saying, she told me when I first joined, because I, I really wanted to help out. And she told me that she was trying to to help bring a better world. And Would you introduce me to this Astoria? Well, I, I would, but I haven't seen her in a couple months now. Well, I, has it been a couple months? I don't know. I lose track of time sometimes. But maybe the next time I see her, yeah. All right. I would be happy to meet her. But to answer your question, I, I'm doing my best to, to help create a better world. And I can't speak for the actions of everyone, but I'm hoping that By showing them that there's other ways that I can teach them to, to be better people and and I don't know. I At this point Vivian's gonna like walk up to Vox and put his put his hand on his shoulder and be like, Vox, keep doing what you're doing. Maybe it was wrong of me to try and change your perspective. I'm sorry. It's okay. Well, hey, um, since the your machiney diggy thing didn't work on me, your memory thing. Well, if you want, I'm not trying to change your perspective because you said just like you said to me, you shouldn't try to change people's perspective, but. If you want any of my memories, I have really good memories. Maybe, Maybe one day. See that there's other things. Maybe one day, Vox. Maybe one day. But I don't don't think today's that day. Oh. Okay. All right, but it's late, and you should probably be getting to bed. Do you feel a little bit more calmer than when you first came here? Yeah. That's good. I should let you know, Vox, though. 
keep this keep this rock as he sort of like repasses that black rock to you. It sort of glows in his hand as he touches it and it puts it back into your hand. Just keep this, will you? Mm-hmm. What does it do? You know. That's a good question. And I'll answer it another time. Okay. Just don't let anyone else touch it. Okay. All right. Better, best get off to bed and back to your friends. Yeah. Okay. They were all asleep when I left, so. I don't pro- think they'll do this. They're probably worried sick about you. No. They they're heavy sleepers. Do you not sleep much? Well, sometimes I fall asleep, but sometimes I just stay up and read my book. I like that attitude. Alright. At this point Vivian sort of feeds Vox to the door and like opens it up to let Vox out. You have a good Thank night. And I'm going to give him a hug. This he sort of like awkwardly like pats you on the back. And he's like, take care of Vox. And when you have time, we can uh, begin your apprenticeship and start fetching those magical items. Okay. Sure thing. Good night, Vox. Good night. As he shuts the door. And I'll uh, head back to the inn. All right. With that box, as you leave Vivian's house with um, having a decent conversation with Vivian, learning for some reason that you cannot interact with this magical item, and leaving with a weird black rock, you eventually make your way back to the inn uh, to, end, to end this night. And we're going to call it for this session. Woo! Nice. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how, uh, I'm curious how the information Vox relate to Vivian is going to turn out. What do you think, McKay? I hope good. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope, hope good too. I hope he has a better understanding of Vox and that he comes away with new insight in life. Nah, Vox is a pure soul. For now. <laughs> All right, see. You. But thank you guys so much for listening. And Dungeon. Dungeon House. Dungeon House. Woo. Special thanks to all of our listeners and supporters on Patreon. The ambient music was produced and created by Michael Gelfi. Intro and outro was produced and created by William Heaton. You can check out our website at www.thedungeonhouse.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Dungeon House. Well, being dead makes it so you can't experience the full story that the DM has built out for you. That's okay, I suppose. Just means that there is some really cool information that the party will find out later. Overall, though, the discussion that Vivian and Vox had about death was interesting. I wonder what will happen next time on The Dungeon.